are now tuned in to Drink This Podcast. Matt and Paul G. Chatting top quality. You know they always got a free talk policy. Yes, speak honestly. No apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A couple more brew when the crew getting wobbly. No matter this, the park place of podcast monopoly. Drink this podcast. Uh, welcome to Drink This Podcast Daily Check-In. Today, uh, I'm, I am I am Matt, and sitting with me as usual is Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hello. And uh, today we're joined uh, from the left coast by our good friend and uh, excellent hug giver, Drew Sinden. Say hello, Drew. Hi, how's everyone doing? Uh, you know, we're uh, we're doing okay over here. How are, uh, how are things on... Uh, you, so you're in Vancouver proper, yes? Yeah, so we're uh, we live right in Olympic Village. So okay, oh, okay. And yeah. what's the state of things where you're at? Are you guys in? Are you guys in like it's, full lockdown or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, it's super weird. Like living in Olympic Village, and not seeing tons of traffic out the window, and no one's down. It's it's a beautiful day here too. Just yeah. you know, uh, and you know, we went to the liquor store and grabbed some beers because. Which they have to drink you during the podcast, um, but yeah, there's like no one out. Like it's crazy. Really, and it, it, yeah. It, so I have a lot of. So you work for a brewery. Are you yes. still employed by that brewery? Like I guess you can still brew. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So it. Funny enough, like we didn't think <laughs> we were going to be uh, producing. We thought we were going to be mostly, you know, we we pivoted to. Um, uh, we have a, a partner company uh, that does. Uh, it's called Clear Solved. It does uh, uh, isopropyl alcohol and that kind of thing. Right. So we were we were able to you know um, create hand sanitizer right away, uh, which is good. I mean, it, it pays the bills, right? So yeah. And you got that's you what know, you guys my, are doing is producing hand sanitizer now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and not not obviously. Uh, not price gouging or anything. No, no. For, what's that? <laughs> Very much so. What's that like? Like, what's that process for you guys? Um, are you like, so Annex out here is doing it a few places here. I don't know, Paul, if you know anybody else that's doing it. I, like, uh, I, I know there are more that are, uh, but I'm blanking on the names off the top of my head. Um, so are yeah. you guys making like a base and then adding like distill, uh, like <clears throat> distillate to it or? Yeah, there's two different ways. There's the uh, so we're doing the, the spray sanitizer okay. uh, that doesn't use uh, I think it's like glycerin that you put in for the lotion. Right. Uh, but it's basically ethyl alcohol. Uh, we get it at 99 percent. We bring it down to 70 percent, which is you know just a, a basic dilution after boiling the water because we want to get any kind of microbials out of there. Yeah. Uh, I mean they're gonna die, but like spores don't actually get killed. Yeah. In, Science stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so just bottle it. Uh, we borrowed a bottler from uh, a distillery that's part of, uh, uh, as a partner distillery. And, uh, yeah, off to the races. It's been good to be able to help a lot of people get, you know, proper sanitizer. Yeah, like that, absolutely. So. That's uh, so important yeah. right now that that, uh, that hole in the market gets <laughs> filled. Uh, cause I know for a long time it was, I had one bottle that I found in like 
the the farmer's market event rig i was like this is fucking mine and i will cut anybody yeah. that takes it uh, i will cut you yeah no I it was sodium out of my diet <laughs> um so are you guys producing beer as well mm-hmm. but like i was just saying like we didn't think that uh we thought it was it was gonna be really a slog like you know the tasting room for us is, is a huge huge part of our, our business that's key you know yeah um for those but, out there listening what brewery is it you work for oh sorry uh electric bicycle brewery right um so we don't we don't can a lot but uh can sales have gone up yep uh, liquor stores are up so we are we're doing delivery uh you can walk up to the window and get sanitizer mm-hmm. and beer so everything's kind of good nice yeah nice that's good to hear i get to brew what one-offs like i'm not brewing very many one-offs but uh you know i guess that's the name of the game right now there's time to party later i just remembered um i was reading yesterday and bridgeland distilling uh here in calgary is offering free free hand sanitizer with purchase of uh product or like for like two dollars or something if you just want to buy a bottle good for them nice yeah i knew that i was just reading about that last night so that's why yeah anyway sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no 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 um that's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that you're you're still working. For those who don't know, Drew and I actually met when he was working for Town Square. Were lighthouse. you at Town Square? I mean, I know no, you were lighthouse. at Town Square. Oh, at Lighthouse. That's right. That's right. You and yeah. I met when you brewed for Lighthouse because we were at the unnamed bar with the uh, very eager owner who brought the entire yes. fucking kitchen out. <laughs> like, what's going on? Here? We had... We ate the entire menu. Yeah, awesome. he like <laughs> it wasn't my sales call, so I wasn't there to like bust in. But it was with friend of the show Chris, and we were in Calgary for a beer fest, and you were in town with a bunch of the lighthouse guys, and we went to a bar for you guys to do little like schmooze and sales call, and it was like, yes. this is bonkers! <laughs> like so much food is showing up. Is this what this is like all the time? All I do is retail. Why did I miss out on this? <laughs> that was banana sandwich. That like, was great. That was. Um, that was something. And then you moved out out to Alberta to um, to. Uh, did you work for Town Square immediately out here? <clears throat> yeah, that's why we, we came out. There that's why you came to, out. Brew uh, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for Alberta beer drinkers, uh, if you've had a Beats by Sinden, that is Drew's recipe and one of the mm, best that's... beers in this province. Thank you very much. I love that beer. It's we so actually good. did a second. We did a second version of it here. We did a collab. With, uh, oh, did Town you really? Square. Yeah, so I have a 30-liter keg, like, stashed away, and, yeah, nice. I'm not sure when I'm going to use it, but, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, and how is Vancouver treating you otherwise? I mean, on lockdown, are you guys coping okay? Are you getting some fresh air? It looks like you're high up. Are you in a condo or something? Yeah, we're in a condo, so it's uh, it's not too bad. I mean, you can go on the deck and, and you know, get some air inside here. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Walk to work and back. That's pretty much it. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So at least you get try to not to, Try not to spend any time anywhere else, but that's, you know, the name of the game right now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, in, so this is only my second day of actually being laid off. So this is my first, my second day of like just sitting around doing nothing. And yeah, it's, it's nice to have the ability to just go outside um, and like breathe for a minute, not, not breathe the stale yeah. apartment air. Well, I imagine, you know, Sales guys who a lot of them are you know, furloughed right now. It's like you guys are out talking and bebopping everywhere. Like, I, well, and, and, gotta... and no shade to a lot of my regular customers, most, most of whom I really do like. 
since this has happened, I've talked to more people I like on a daily basis than I have in so long. <laughs> nice. And I talk to less people. So like, just take that for what it's worth. Uh, nice. Fair. And today was a, f so today I went to go to dad's place. Somebody in the building behind me got fucking shot and killed mm -hmm. last night. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Real talk. There was like a shooting in the building behind me. Um, wow. So from like for a whole fucking block, like so the block up here <laughs> and then most of the block behind us is completely roped off. Wow. I couldn't get my vehicle out if I wanted to. Who shoots someone during a pandemic? I mean, that's just... I, I, so the building behind us, we assumed was like a halfway house of some kind or like a, a low income housing. Turns out it's just a slumlord that owns it. Uh, uh, so there's a lot okay. a lot of traffic coming in and out and like high turnover mm. i've noticed people clearly buying drugs through the windows so there's Sweet. yeah i imagine that's probably what this was about but I yeah see. are you are you downtown calgary uh pretty much yeah so we're right on 17th avenue like looking that way is 17th avenue Oh, okay, cool. I used to live on 14th Ave, right by where the government was. Right by which? The you remember? You know, there's like it was a it was a government liquor store. Right? I think I know uh, the place you're talking about. My dad lives like a few blocks away from there. Yeah, and it was always shit going down. Always yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's a weird area because like if you get back in behind us, like after that building, it's actually a pretty nice neighborhood. Like quote unquote. Yeah, like nice Mount Royal kind of. Yeah, yeah, Mount Royal is kind of over that way or that way. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of on the uh, – we're right by a sea train station as well. There's now a, a train station in Sonalta. So, um, nice. Yeah, it's – Yeah, there was uh, a good uh, – there was a good smoked meat uh, place right, right by our, our place. It was uh, Kalamata. Do you know where Kalamata yeah, is? Yeah, it's right yeah, by so – um, they do amazing goat – uh, like goat cheese fat or barrel feta cheese yeah. and right next door is one of the best sh like fat um short order diners in town they do like bottomless hash browns and toast and there's always <clears throat> a lineup at the galaxy diner kelsey and i went just before it like things went south mm. i wonder if that that must have changed i don't think that was there when i lived there. oh really it's been there for a while. Like, i remember going there as a teenager oh no way so oh, maybe it was then um the little the little hole in the wall uh, and it's just the two of you and the, uh, and the, you and, um, shit. No, I've forgotten your wife's name. Oh, Bless you. <laughs> Damn, you're good. <laughs> That's I'm in sales, yeah, baby. Just, uh, I think you're forgetting one person though. Oh, uh, the woofer. Yeah. Yes. Stella. I what did... kind of dog have you got? Um, a shithead. I mean, uh, she's a Yorkshire and a Maltese. Cross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is she uh, enjoying the extended home time that y'all are getting? Uh, we're we're nervous that when we go back to actually like normal life, that she's gonna have like, why are you leaving? This isn't no. <laughs> and piss and shit all over the place. Yeah, like you you stay here all day. Yeah. That's what what we do now. Yeah. Uh, when Kels was out of work a few years ago, like when we first got cricket. And then when she went back to work, we th we thought that Cricket had diabetes. Turns out she was just mad and peeing everywhere. <laughs> but if you've ever tried, like, the, the vet wanted us to collect urine from a dog that's only, like, four inches off the ground <laughs> at the best of times. Uh, so that was that was fun. No no diabetes, just, just being a bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, funny, right? yeah. 
my dog had the opposite reaction. Uh, when I first moved to Alberta, I was in the middle of uh, grade 11, and so I ended up doing distance ed for a year and a half. And uh, the dog that I had as a kid um, would always just hang out in my, my office working space. But uh, w whenever I got frustrated or bored, I would go and bother him. And it got to the point where up to the day that he died, he would not stay in my office if I closed the door because he knew that he couldn't get out if I wanted to start bothering him. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he'd be totally fine, hanging out, chilling, whatever. Minute I close the door, within about two to three minutes, I hear a like I want to go now. I know what this means. You're gonna come and bother me. I just want to have a nap and hang out. Like don't want to play. Cricket is struggling to make up her mind what room she wants to hang out in because like I'm in the. You can see her like duvet is right there behind me, and she she gets and climbs in that. It it kind of like surrounds her, but also she wants to be where she can see Kelsey as well. So it's it's quite the struggle for her. Like lay down, get up, scratch, go outside, lay down, get up. Yeah, still is having that same issue. Luckily, our place is tiny, so yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. think she actually prefers this place over the Edmonton place because she can see most of the unit from everywhere. Like if she's sitting on the couch, she can see everything. I think she actually prefers awesome. it that way. So mm, that's awesome. Are your families close by? No, uh, we're both our families are in Saskatoon. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were from Saskatoon. <clears throat> I was actually born and raised in Manitoba. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Where I've been back there. And like, uh, Brandon was where I was born. Okay. Uh, go Wee Kings. Yeah. Uh, lived in Winnipeg and lived in uh, a small town called Morden, Manitoba. Okay. My my in-laws lived a few years in Steinbeck. That's where a lot of their family is from. Uh, good Bonspiels out there. Mm, lots of, um, yeah. what are they? I think they're Mennonites. I think it's a big yeah, there's Mennonites in Morden. Yeah, uh, Steinbeck I think is more just like non-denominational Christian, but I know like Morden and Winkler, where I lived, was yeah. like all Mennonites, like like ninety percent. Have uh, and not, not you know you know not like the Hutterites, like yeah. Mennonites are the shitless. Uh... <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's two Simpsons references. In, in, yeah. <laughs> Have you had to yell at your folks yet? Yelled them? No, they nope. were good about the whole about pandemic it? thing. Man. Yeah, like my uh, my whole family was out of uh, country when things. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like shit really hit the family. It was like one day and everything was like, boom. Like where I was in Nova Scotia when. Uh, oh, was that right? Kind of hit. Yeah, I was uh, helping set up a, 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 a very long story, but anyways, um, yeah. So that was so weird. Like there was no cases out there. And then, yeah, we're kind of like, yeah, this is cool. You know, everything kind of kicked have? off. It seemed like over the course of about four or five days. Because yeah. My dad, my stepmom went out to uh, to Arizona to visit a friend for a week. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, I just ate a little flummy. Um, and my dad came down to visit me for a couple nights, and um, we went to Costco just as a general thing because I don't drive. Um, so he was in town. And I was like, well, let's go buy some soup and shit. And it was like, just just before everything really started kicking off. So Costco was packed, and, like, there were runs on toilet paper and stuff, and it was like, well, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the he went back, I think, on... Uh, what day would that have been? I think he went back on Wednesday, and uh, I was out... I took a couple of days off from work, and when I came back in on the Friday, I was working on a project but it shut down on the Thursday, and so I had a half day on the Friday, and then they were like, all right, we're, we're, they're closing down for at least two weeks. We'll figure it out next week what we're going to have you guys doing. 
Um, and I've, I've actually pretty much been on self-isolation since then because the only work that I really had left to do, because there's only a few weeks left on my contract, uh, was data entry. And I can do that anywhere that I have my spreadsheet and uh, a Wi-Fi connection. So I said yeah. on, on like the, the Sunday night, because I was kind of in contact with my boss over the, the weekend because things were kind of up in the air. And I said, why don't we just work from home? Like, you know, they're telling us to self-isolate and to avoid public transit. So, like, let's just we can do our data entry wherever. Um, and so I, I started doing that from then. So I, I've been, I think, week four or five now. But, yeah, it, it all kind of happened over, like, four or five days. It was that week where I was like, yeah. yeah, this might be, like, you know, we should all probably be careful. And my mildly germophobic ways of trying not to touch things and all of that anyways, uh, I mean, I've just... Op standard operating procedure for me, but within a week, yeah. it was like, yeah. oh, no, okay, so we're all staying in our homes, and yeah. oh, within a week or two of that, everything, like all the restaurants and bars had shut down. It's like, all right. Yeah, it seemed to be a bit of a domino here. <sighs> like, I, I know that for a while I was still making sales calls, but like getting a little more vigilant about washing and hand sanitizing and, and whatnot, and then, yeah, slowly, like, okay, restaurants started to shut down or close tap room started to close down and then like right away guys started pivoting to like home delivery models and and all that even like like i know that northern chicken had their best fucking day ever like period ever doing uh just pickup and delivery uh good for them yeah. that's awesome yeah no yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see that people are going out for like showing up to support those businesses right like that's that's yeah. good i i mean if if anything can be considered good right now um, but it is it is comforting to see the willingness to do so. So uh, as long as yeah. people are operating, and Kelsey and I are kind of in the same boat. Like one day a week, we pick a place to order from. Like we'll we'll go to one of our favorite spots, we'll order delivery direct if we can. Like trying not to use Skip if we can help it, but otherwise, yeah. so many places so. just don't. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I'm trying to, you know, I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I, if I started, you know, not supporting my local people. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, we have a really tight group of brewers here. In, we call it Brewery Creek because we live in uh, Falls Creek is the okay. area. Um, so faculty, the brew hall, like just a couple blocks away from us. R&B is a couple blocks away from, or is on the same block as the yeah. hospital. And I'm currently drinking 33 acres. Nice. Experiments. You know, like we're all in the same area and, and support each other and, and – uh, Thankfully, they all make amazing beer. So, <laughs> well, what, yeah. what's that like? Like coming from Alberta, which working in Alberta, because you were here for about a year and a bit, right? Uh, two years. Two yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. So, working in an industry like Alberta's, which is very like <laughs> new, and I, I, I think I, as the as beer industries age, I wonder how that collaborative nature carries through so like going from a pretty fresh industry to one that's a little more established like what are you noticing there i think uh, it's super interesting like i i i don't think i was quite prepared for what had changed over the two years after i left this kind of industry or left the uh, industry in bc um the pockets are really tight still like so false creek's really tight right you know, the brewery row is still really tight Victoria is not. It seems like it seems like there's. I mean, but they're bigger, right? If they have yeah. uh, Driftwood and and Hoyne and uh, Phillips and Lighthouse and mm -hmm. even Spinnakers is quite a large brewery. Oh, you know, these are big, big, big guys. Uh, funny enough, the uh, the brewer that was at Electric High School before me went to Spinnakers. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. So he, great dude, too. Uh, his Patty. Absolutely. Fantastic nice. Guy. Uh, yeah, so it's, but there's still, there's some tension there, right? And there's yeah. some old tension that, that props up every now and then. Oh, really? Some, uh, some, some schoolyard drama. Oh yeah, there's all. I mean, it's like anything. There's always drama, right? <laughs> well, also when you pot, when you pour gotta, alcohol on top of all that. I gotta duck out for one second, <laughs> but keep going. Okay. Um, uh, no, but they, everyone's really good. Like it's, that's good. No, man. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, not as tight as Alberta was uh, is, but uh, still. Well, and I think Alberta has the ability to be a little like again being a, kind of a younger industry has the ability to be that way. Um, and like, hopefully they can continue. Like it, it does eventually come down to a choice, but I think it's a little easier for the young guys to be like, yeah, we're all in this together because we're all so new. I at think it. it's, yeah, I think you have a common enemy too, though. Like you have, uh, like you have to grow your center of the pie. Like you have to make Alberta beer something, right? Yeah. Uh, cause you're fighting BC beer and the East coast beer and yeah. macro beer and, you know, Minhas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just say, min- yeah. <laughs> sorry, did I, no, no, you're Did good. I say something so, no, you're so profound yet <laughs> so brave? <laughs> and even like the, the U.S. imports, right? So like the, the exactly, Pac Northwest, yeah. Pacific Northwest breweries, fucking California, like, yeah. And yeah. It, it, just given the way Alberta's system was set up to allow easier imports, yeah, it, it's definitely you get that extra head on the beast that you're fighting, right? Yeah, and I think that because you guys are so tight and promote it and like people want to be a part of it, uh, like people are proud to be like, hey, look at all these Alberta beers I've had. Yeah, uh, I, I'm still proud when I do that. I'm like, hey, I found you know, blind man in the liquor store. And that's something I, I am glad of that like that that we as a province are proud of our industry, right? Like it might not be. Yeah. We might not be like the most amazing fucking epicenter of beer on the planet, but they're proud that it exists. And like, especially those small town breweries, right? Like there's a lot of like pride in having those. And I'm, those are the ones I worry about in all of this. Cause like, especially people whose model is so taproom centric. Um, Yeah. If you're canning, especially if you're canning on site, I feel like you're better equipped to weather the storm than somebody who's doing a little more like, sit down taproom business or, or direct like that. And that, that concerns me, but I've been very impressed with how many of them have quick pivoted and how quick the AGLC was to change the rules to let us continue to operate. I feel like no one asked them and they're just like, yeah, we're doing it anyway. Don't worry. <laughs> and they're like, I guess that's fine. Um, you know what though? Like I'll tell you this. AGLC is phenomenal. Like they are, um, they are so good at working with the breweries and I've just, you know, and I don't think they get a lot of love for that, but I, I feel like they do. Really that is the profound and brave statement. Like, holy shit, <laughs> duck man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, just knowing from, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about, uh, I'm, I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> well, and I, I don't disagree with you, right? Like, yes, the AGLC is a dinosaur. Yes, there are issues, um, but the amount of of industry people who complain about them, I was like, dude, if you want to go deal with the LCBO, be my fucking guest. Um, Do you want to deal with the LDB here? Like, no. Right. Like, yeah. at the you end can, of the day. You can send your beer to Connect and just like, I'm just shipping it there. Yeah. And anyone can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, 
there's got to be a like a word or an aphorism for it like uh you know the grass is always greener or whatever but like you don't know how good you got it until you're somewhere else like guys you need to realize how lucky you are to be able to operate as freely as you do oh yeah Um, and you can go somewhere else and find out what that's like if you would if you would care (laughs) but i think you're gonna stay right here oh yeah no and that like that's what i'm saying i really everyone i dealt with there too so i'm not even yeah 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 so it's a weird it's a weird shout out (laughs) yeah it is it is weird but like also when people complain about it i'm like motherfucker you make consumables i want the government up your ass if you're making like on those things if you're making consumables yes once it's once it's made and in the world yes i want you to make it a little easier for people to buy it but up until then yes crawl up everybody's ass (laughs) we were just uh i mean lament or talking about how relative to the rest of the provincial liquor boards the aglc is actually really easy to deal with and oh, yeah. the amount of alberta brewers who complain about dealing with aglc <laughs> yeah it's uh it's something i mean yeah i won't uh, i won't complain about where i am but uh Right. And yeah, uh, and I mean, we talked to we've talked to some people out in BC and like explaining to people here that like, oh, no, no, your beer is like the craft scene is booming and the beer is a little bit cheaper uh, because you don't have to pay schmucks like me to go in and convince somebody it's a good idea to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like all y'all are paying like three dollars extra a six pack in Alberta so that I can have a salary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, is everyone holding up okay out there? I mean, other than, you know, some of the furloughed people or you know, some um, of the breweries really struggling or? Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's breweries that, I do think there are outfits that won't survive. Uh, and that's not just breweries, that's restaurants, that's stores. Like, I mean, retail will actually probably be come out here a lot stronger. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, like I say, I am very impressed. And Paul, you have more experience dealing with other other breweries and their delivery model so maybe you can speak to that a little bit but i've been very impressed with how quickly guys have pivoted and retooled to kind of figure out how can we produce something that is needed how can we continue to get our product out and and work with our customers to make sure we're still operating on some level so like yeah paul what's what's been your experience with other other like Uh, other than me uh so far i have dealt with uh three others i think blind man um was one of the first to jump in on this and they've they've been doing it like really seriously their delivery guy uh sanitizes everything in the the hatchback before he pulls it all out uh completely contactless delivery he puts it down in a uh like a a flat and then steps back and then i come and i collect them and he takes the flat back and it's a, a whole thing um but they've been really good uh you know they've been Similar to you, and that the guy calls when he's heading out on his rounds and says, "I'll probably be there in you know half an hour or whatever." <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, uh, there was the trial run with uh, Ripstone Creek. Um, my cousin Aaron is one of their uh, reps, and so he had sort of a, tra- a test run to see if it was going to be worth their while to uh, to try and support delivery. And apparently, the uh, demand was strong enough that they set up a shop a couple days later. Um, so that was. That, that was a pretty drop and roll kind of thing because that was him just kind of on his own initiative saying, well, I got a bunch of beer in my garage. Let's see if I can get rid of some of this and see if I can make enough of a, a case to justify continuing to do so. Um, oh, I didn't really know that Aaron well. kind of took that on himself. Yeah, he sent out just a BCC email to friends and family and said, like, I got I got stock I'm sitting on that I can't do anything with. Uh, I'll offer you guys a, a bit of a discount and, uh, 
you know, free delivery if you want to pick up anything. So nice. everything was 15 bucks. I don't know that that's going to be the case continuing, but it was one of those, like, let him know he was doing it as a one-time thing. Here's the cutoff, and if it goes well, then we'll see. And as I say, it went well enough that they're going to keep going. But no, that was that was just, as I understand it, that was him going, let's see if we can, like, make enough of a case to keep yeah. doing this. Uh, and then the other day, I got an order from, uh, uh, I'm just blanking on their name now, Bandit. the Banded Peak guys. Yeah. Um, and it was a little bit more, I mean, everything has been all very, very well handled. It was a tiniest bit more casual, I think, than, well, and I guess I can't really speak to you because I, I, I know you and you know me, so you're, our interaction's probably a little more casual. Yeah, than I'm a little more comfortable, like, going into your apartment <clears throat> building to use your bathroom because yeah. I know you haven't left the house in a month. <laughs> well, and when I when I have, aside from the move, I'm generally pretty careful, and yeah. I was kind of prepped for all of this anyways because, like I say, I'm a bit germaphobic, so... Uh, but I, I would say that Blind Man has probably been like the most um, the most uh, aggressive about everything in a good way. Uh, but I, I'm kind of making a point of I'm spending more on beer than I would normally under these circumstances because I'm out of work. Period. Uh, there is no job for me to return to. So uh, and I, I don't know what the world is going to look like in a couple months. I was planning on going back to school, but we'll see. Um, uh, you know, my backup uh, career game plan is bartending. So also, we'll see. Um, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a point of supporting local breweries, uh, and I'm, I'm probably going to try and rotate through anybody who's canning and doing deliveries, in part just so I don't get sick of anything, because like, I, I generally don't drink the same beer every day. I, one of my frustrations over the last couple of years has been that um, the once great liquor store by my old place in Edmonton uh, changed hands and turned into a much crappier one, um, and the place that I just uh, lived at for the last year, the local liquor store had shit all for beer selection, so... Um, that's a, a frustration, and I, I don't want to, you know, burn out. But also, I want to try and help support local. So I'm just kind of going to dig around and see who's offering delivery, and you know, um, continue trying to at least get maybe one or two things a week. So apparently, oh, you well. can also you can also get uh, delivery from restaurants too, right? Eh? Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. Delivery. Well, Skip just started cool. doing some uh, liquors, like has started uh, incorporating liquor stores under there too. Oh, which reminds oh. me, I'm, <clears throat> I meant to mention to you, Matt, I, I concur with trying to order direct where you can, but since this kicked off, Skip has also put in a thing where you can send a tip directly to the uh, the restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah, Ooh, they, they put that in right, right around the time the self-isolation kicked off, so if you are forced to do so and you want to spend a little bit extra, you don't, don't mind spending an extra five bucks, Yeah, you can tip directly to the okay. restaurant. Well, I know that um, when I, so I ordered food, for, the first place we ordered from was Dandy, obviously. Um, yeah. And when I went to order online, I t- when I got there to pick mm-hmm. it up, I looked at Lisa. I was like, "Lisa, you tell Ben to get a fucking tip function in there because I couldn't tip you, and I'm upset." Um, <laughs> and like, sure enough, there it was pretty right away. And I would like, so I get the sheets when I do delivery, and it shows what they ordered, and <laughs> obviously the tip is on that order. I was like, "This person tipped good for them. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're getting a polite text from me. <laughs> Not your beer's here. Move it." But my system was very much like load up at the brewery. I got a route, sit down in the vehicle. Everything gets sprayed with sanitizer, phones included. Uh, Then I've got a set of of gloves I can use. And it's like text when I'm on my way, give them a time frame. If it's an apartment, meet me in the lobby, show me through the window. If it's a house, I'll put it on the step, show me ID through the window. The amount of people who try to be like, well, I'm 38. I was like, yeah, I can't see you through the phone, sir. Um, you sound great. Yeah, one one guy was like, "What kind of ID do I need?" I'm like, "Are you fucking ten? Like the, the kind of ID you would need to buy booze?" 
Yeah. Do you have a library card? <laughs> <clears throat> I do have a library card. I should try that. I don't I have actually, a uh, library card. I uh, I did a, a nice gesture for my my family uh, in Saskatoon because, I mean, I uh, nine so I sent them beer from nine months. I uh, called them up and had them delivered to their houses. And oh, that's uh, nice. I I feel like we should do these uh, random gifts of beer. Yeah, be a new thing. <laughs> uh, as somebody who's done some deliveries, and like it is a little bit frustrating, especially if the person who's receiving it isn't expecting it. But I get the like <laughs> oh, the sentiment I behind it is very, very nice. Like the amount of people that yeah. I deliver to, like okay, I was like, oh, sorry, it's from, and then I look at the shipping address, like oh, it's from this person, like oh, that's so nice, and like it. As the guy who has to handle the deliveries, sometimes it's like, ah, oh, fuck, just get your shit together. But also, at the end of it, somebody gets a big smile, and I was like, I'm glad your friend was thinking of you. I feel that, like that's weird that they wouldn't tell them. Like, Well, as some of them are for like birthdays, right? Like, I know a lot of people have been oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and usually they call, and they're like, so it's for this person, it's their birthday, text me, and I'll tell them, or what have you, right? Like, just to keep it yeah. a little bit of a surprise, but it is nice to show up at somebody's house who's not mm. expecting beer and like get to see them be like, "Oh, my friend got me beer" or whatever, right? That's mm. that, that is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like mm-hmm. we're you know, like I said, like I wanted to support you know Nine Mile. Like those guys are awesome. And man, Sestu is just getting off the ground. I don't want their beer seed to go away. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you are know, you guys shipping? Wonder... A... Are you guys shipping this way? Can I get your beer yeah. here? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, awesome! Um, I'm gonna try and find some because I really want to try some uh, stuff that you've brewed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. In fact, the beer is called Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not joking. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, have a hazy pale and a hazy IPA. All right. I'm gonna check a few uh, places. I'm gonna call up a few places and see if they've got it because I do want to. I I have yet to try some of your beer from out there, and I really want to. <clears throat> I should say when you when you coming out, but uh, that could be. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we were we were thinking about going to like before all this, we were planning to go to Milwaukee in September, but like I ain't going to the oh. fucking U.S. now. Bullshit. Like no Milwaukee. way. Yeah. Um, no. I uh, I've I've actually started calling them the Goodland Beer Makers. Instead of the Milwaukee Brewers, um, but so now that that's kind of out the window, I was like, well, maybe we could find a place to go for a couple of days, like when everything when we can travel again, like, and that might be out east, right? Like or out west. I mean, yeah. Uh, that and if might you need to save coast. some money, we have a couch. <laughs> awesome. I will keep you in mind. But I do. I have been eagerly wanting to try your beer for quite some time. So now that I know it's here, I'll go and seek it out. For sure. I got um. I, well, I was supposed to do a few uh, uh, ones that I did last year, uh, but I don't think that they're going to get made to ship. Um, Technodrome, uh, which is like a guava sour. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah, it was, but I brewed it like, um, do you remember 2D that yep. Town Square did? So I brewed it that way where it was like a sour, and then on top of it was like a regular batch. Right. And then dry hopped and then guava. It's... Ooh, oh, that good. sounds amazing. If you can yeah, find a way yeah. to get that to me, I would take a flat of that. <laughs> <laughs> one of I my favorite uh, one of my favorite brew, uh, beers that's been made in Alberta in the last few years was when Dandy did the guava sour. The summertime guava sour, yeah. Oh, God, that was good. Oh, I, oh, I think it's Sawback. Was it Sawback that did one? Sawback did a good one. There was a reason. Well. 
I, I did it because I had a good one in Alberta, and I'm like, I gotta make something with guava. Well, Dandy did a, Dandy's done guava a couple times, so they did the the summertime and the living is easy, which is our the yearly yeah. fruited sour, which had guava in it one year, but it changes. Um, and I know they did the My Boy Lollipop, which was like a milkshake sour guava IPA or something. Like it was, yeah, I called I it at the time. I called it the buzzword beer because it was like milkshake mm. sour guava IPA. It checks all the boxes. Yeah, um, I've actually been doing um, a lot of lactose sours lately. I've kind of been on a kick with them. Is that right? They're really interesting. Yeah, like they're super interesting. Like I'm trying to find the right balance of lactose, fruit puree, and all that stuff. Huh. So. Uh, they're really cool. Like they have a lot of body, it's like latent sweetness, but then the sound, like it's all over the map. Like it's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Are you brewing yeah. at home or just, uh, just in the brewery? Oh, work. Oh, work. Yeah, I guess work. yeah. You got access yeah. to a pilot system, and why would you brew at home? Uh, I just do full brews. Oh really? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm better than that. It's fine. I don't need to test <laughs> we, this. Town Square. We never test. Really? Is that right? You just went I've, for it. Yeah, I always yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I still chuckle about the Beats beer because you you mentioned that there's like a Ukrainian folk song that you would sing when you made the Beats beer. Oh, Bula Kitsia. Yes, yes, a Bula Kitsia, <laughs> and that just that tickled me pink. Just the idea of ah, da, da, and dumping beet sugar in. <laughs> I. It's like the only Ukrainian song I can sing, but because uh... your wife is is pretty directly Ukrainian, isn't she? Yeah, like second generation. Second gen, like yeah. she speaks Ukrainian. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got, I'm third on mom's side, and Kels is also pretty directly Ukrainian. So I would have got an order of pierogies today from my in laws, but somebody had to get fucking shot next door, so no one could show up here. <laughs> Um, Damn it. I know I was, was really choked because uh, I was stoked for some homemade pierogies, but we'll we'll get her done. Uh, I uh, I married the only Ukrainian that doesn't cook Ukrainian food. So you're kidding me? Not a lick. Oh no, no! You got to make pierogi. You got to get your get your pinch on. Oh, dude! The sorry, the pedahe. Pedahe, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, there's uh, pedahe. There's nalishniki, which is like. Ukrainian cra- crepes the... with dill and cottage cheese. I don't remember yeah. the word for cabbage rolls. I used to know them all. Holopti. Holopti. And uh, and kucha, which is like wheat with kucha. with sugar on it. And at the at Ukrainian Christmas, you're supposed to like fling, take a spoonful of it and shoot it onto the ceiling, and it's like a harvest omen. So like, however much sticks. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine in high school, her her family is very ukrainian and she my first ukrainian christmas experience was with her and she's like so we have the dishes there's like the lacquered bread and we do all of this i'm like i am so into this this is great oh yeah it's amazing like it's uh we we i mean it's harder to go back we didn't go back this year but uh man that's a good time (laughs) yeah no it's a good part everything but the pickled fish i'm into uh we we so like the, the adults eat that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we always do, like, uh, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> nice. And someone always does, like, Arr! Oh, yeah. And the rule at the at the House Popol was that you had to have something of everything. And I think it's, like, 12 or 13 dishes. And you have to try, a, you have to have a little bit of everything. And, man, that, that fish was hard to get down. That pickled herring. So there's, there's one thing worse than that, though. It's it's jellied fish. 
So not jellyfish, like not the jellyfish. Yeah, but jellied but fish. fish. With gelatin. And not even like colored gelatin. Like we're talking like straight yeah. clear gelatin yeah. fish. Like head cheese, but with seafood. It's like the aspic of death. Like Ugh. if you guys know what aspic is, which is Norwegian, mm-hmm. there's jalapenos, it's weird, tomato, yeah. Oh man, I remember uh like Chase uh from Alley Cat had been to Norway when I was working there and he was telling us about the, like the fermented shark they make where they buried in the sand for like a week and then dig it up and eat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Dude. I want to try that. Uh, I want to try, I would try the- shark shark. I am interested in tasting fermented fish. Not so much. Have you guys had lutefisk before? No, I've so. never had lutefisk before. So my family's uh, Norwegian. Right. So we've had, we've had lutefisk, uh, the rule is never cook it at your house because <laughs> it stinks. Because <laughs> it, it stinks so bad. It's like it's like thirty times putting fish in a microwave. Oh, mm. yeah, Ugh. it's awful. There is a great yeah. little seafood place behind us. I, I wish I still ate seafood on a regular basis because the best one in town is like a block away. Boyd's is just around the corner from us. So, hmm. oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I've never like. Seafood has never really been a big part of my diet. I've grown up in Manitoba, right? Yeah, it's landlocked. You know, yeah, I mean, you're not getting sushi. <laughs> sushi was a big part of my, like, young adult and, or, like, late teenage diet. Like, when I finally discovered it, when I finally had it, I didn't discover shit. Um, but you I know discovered Paul. discovered it. Like, wow. Yeah, but you I know, know Paul, always- growing up on the, on the left coast, had a much more seafood-heavy diet. Yeah, I'm native, born and raised in Victoria. So uh, I, oh, I, nice. I, I, we had a boat when I was a kid. I, I have literally gone out and caught, uh, you know, uh, salmon and uh, prawns and shit, and then just cooked that for dinner. And we seem to have lost Drew. Uh, uh, as long as he turned the mic off before he went pee, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting another Sorry. beer. Just getting another beer. I see. Uh, yeah, no, so like we we had a boat when I was growing up, and like there was a, there are pictures I've got somewhere where my one of my dad's friends and his kid and me and my dad uh, went out to a, a campsite and we caught a, a big salmon and we're just getting buckets full of shrimp off the the dock and you know like we had uh, spots for crab traps and stuff that we had a license to use and mm-hmm. all of nice. that. So like I I learned to use chopsticks at around the same time that I learned how to use other like Western cutlery and shit and like I grew up eating smoked oysters and all nice. that. So weird fish food like which weird uh ocean based food is very much my jam. Well now that I know so we're my doing greatest this, kid. I'm gonna go get another beer and go to the bathroom too. But you guys keep vamping. Just you're gonna <laughs> see that I'm not wearing pants, so <laughs> oh, good. my greatest shame is I can't use chopsticks. Uh you know what? They're oh Matt wasn't kidding. Cool. No, he, he's really not. <laughs> uh <clears throat> yeah, no, I like they're they're a bit of a pain in the ass and I understand why uh it wouldn't necessarily be something that you'd go out of your way to learn how to use unless you do eat a lot of like Asian food. But um, you would admit though, my hands, like I have really fucked up hands, mm. like carpal tunnel and trigger finger mm. and all that. So like, if I ate an entire meal with chopsticks, at the end of it, I'd be like, oh god. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's fair. I, it's one of those things where um, I was actually thinking this with our check-in yesterday, because uh, the the person or yesterday, day before yesterday, day before yesterday, I think. Anyways. All blurs together, but we were talking to somebody who was talking about how, uh, like, she's a, a beer judge and has been for years, but is um, was before all this shut down, starting to learn about mead. And I was thinking, you know, 
I don't really remember, and how she doesn't know anything about it, and so she felt like an idiot and a fraud because she didn't know what any of these things were. And I was thinking, you know, it's probably been like 10 or 11 years since I've kind of not known a lot about at least the, the consumption end of the booze world. So I kind of get that because, like, I... but. Whereas she found that a little daunting, I think it'd be kind of nice to not know what the fuck I was talking about on something, because like I, this does tie into what we were just talking about, but it's sort of the same thing with chopsticks, where I I don't I remember learning how to use them, but I never I don't remember ever having not been able to. Fair. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you know I've I've been using chopsticks since I was for 26 years, so it's like whatever. <clears throat> but yeah, I yeah, it's one of those things. Never like my I mean again, it's probably a lot of. Burn. Like, yeah, that just wasn't a thing. Like, we just—I don't even—I—I I remember the first time I used chopsticks, and I was at least like 16. Yeah, when I was in university, we uh, we took a, a a group of guys that I hung out with. We took uh, one of our, the guys in the group who grew up in Hannah uh, for his first time ever having sushi, and like um, he had got through about a half a piece of salmon nigiri and started dry like gagging, and I was just like. He, he grew up on, well, I mean, raw fish was just not something he'd ever eaten, yeah. right? So he was, he was from fucking Hannah. He grew up on steak and potatoes. Oh, oh yeah. Red sauce. Yeah. yeah. So. so I was, my sushi story, my most recent meal of sushi, I was actually, so Blind Enthusiasm was out here for Hopwired. Oh, really? So Greg, Doug, uh, Narnar, Rob, all, you know, all the guys were out. Um so they had heard about this place that was... We did a collab, too, by the way, which is currently in the tank, uh, waiting to be served. But no pandemic! I mean, goddammit. Uh, it's a smoked stout, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I just spilled beer on um, my dog. <laughs> my dog loves beer. <laughs> um, so we go to this sushi restaurant, and uh, everyone in Vancouver knows about it. It's like it the best... Uh, sushi, sushiyama. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like super good sushi, but super cheap. Mm. So we ordered the menu. <laughs> well, Greg ordered the menu. It was the most boring oh, yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. That was awesome. Just bring me everyone. Everyone? Everyone! <laughs> All of the fish. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah. That, nice. I heard fun. chopsticks, but mm. when I was coming back, and my favorite chopstick story is actually about my stepdad, who used to do a lot of business in China, mm. and could not, for the life of him, use chopsticks. So mom had—I don't know if she bought them or had them made, but they had a little spring-loaded. Like she bought him a set that were spring-loaded, and apparently the Chinese guys thought that was the fucking funniest thing that like completely endeared him to them because he like pulled these little spring-loaded chopsticks out so he could do it just for the life of the saskatchewan boy couldn't figure out how to use the chopsticks mm -hmm. that's awesome so uh as i walked out to the uh get this beer lesia looked me dead in the eyes and went i cook borscht <laughs> you got borscht <laughs> well no because i was saying she doesn't cook ukraine anymore, yeah so now i feel bad she, oh I she see. cooks a she cooks a phenomenal Oh, I love borscht Phenomenal. so much. My mom used to have to call that, it beet soup, so I would eat it, but I love borscht. <laughs> that's like, I feel like that's the most underrated soup. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, people are always like, oh, chicken noodle, cream mushroom. Blah. No, Dude, borscht. borscht is like, borscht is, borscht is on another level. Yeah, it has all the best things in it. It has dill, it has beets, it has potatoes. You can do it vegetarian yep. or even vegan. Yeah. 
Uh, I prefer like ham hock or like yeah. some sort of like pork in there. But it's that's an amazing meal. Yep. That's an amazing yep. yeah. A little sour cream. Mm. Mm. Oh, Although I yeah, know, right on top. Apparently, I'm a. Uh, it's apocryphal for me to put sour cream on pierogies, but fuck it, I like it. No, I do that. Mm-hmm. Are you everybody uh, does you, that? Is that something you're not? Yeah. I've I've always eaten. I mean, I'm not Ukrainian in the slightest, but I've always eaten pierogies. It, with it may sour just cream. be my wife's preference. That maybe that's just her. I don't like sour cream, but she she looks at me sideways when I do it. I I mean, even when I've had that served to me in restaurants, it always comes with sour cream. So mm-hmm. I think that's just a your wife is weird thing. Nope. Oh. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is uh, another sauce though that you can do with that. We had it at our wedding. It's mushroom dill sauce. Oh, that uh, sounds amazing. So like our our wedding was catered by like a couple of babas. Nice. And it was a, like literally the company sauce. a couple of babas. No, yeah, it's called no. two. Sorry, it's called two babas in <laughs> the stove. In the yeah. <laughs> but it was it was unreal. So good. And that, mm. if I ever knew that recipe, that I would make that every day. Oh, yeah. No, now you got me thinking about borscht. Dad was talking to me today. So I've been having socially distant beers with Dad. Like, where I'll go bring one with me. We'll, he'll come out the front door and stand on the porch and we'll yik yak a bit. Apparently, it's the highlight of his day, which I kind of love. Um, but he was telling me that uh, Roger, this guy who lives on the property in Lethbridge, is made been quite buddy buddy with the hutterite colony that's over there so i got this fucking half a head of cabbage that's bigger than my full head and he's like they brought beets they brought all this stuff he's like so i'm gonna bring some beets up i was like yes i will take some produce but my favorite thing is he's like they also brought him like a 10 liter jug of this like sanitizer they use in the milking barn (laughs) nice i i'm assuming it's like brewery it's the same stuff we'd use in a brewery right it's uh, uh, parasitic acid. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a, yeah. a, a mill per every ten liters or something like that. Like it's intense. Uh, so he's like, "I'll bring you some of that too." He's like, "Yes, please." Oh, yeah. So, like, if you ever got sand, like brewer sanding on your hands, yeah, and it turns like totally white and burns like shit. Yeah, it's just it's just that. Oh, okay, interesting. Like working in a mi- um, milk facility is very similar process to to a beer yeah that's why i assumed it was probably the same kind of sandy we were using in the brewery um is that wrist tattoo new like listeners can't see yeah that one that one yeah uh no i got that in edmonton did you get that in edmonton yeah this was my last one i remember the beat because like why wouldn't you (laughs) i was supposed to get i was supposed to get that and that at the same time but man wrist tattoos fucking hurt yeah and i didn't i did not think that was a thing i didn't think that would hurt at all uh kelsey's first tattoo was a wrist tattoo and i was impressed that she sat for it um it was just a little outline like it wasn't a ton but i was for somebody who a doesn't like needles and b that's a painful place to get a tattoo i was impressed oh dude like that like there's a lot of color in there too yeah there's some shading going on in there have you got your post-pandemic tattoo picked out yet uh i think so i'm i'm debating on a stella tattoo oh um, I got a couple other ideas. I have to get, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're actually the, the, the reason why I want to. Nice. Um, <clears throat> one other thing too is supporting your tattoo artist because they're all out of work. Right out of now. work, yeah. Uh, so like I'm, 
I think I'm gonna send some stuff off to my tattoo artist and be like, she's she's actually doing portraits right now, like her like art basically. Yeah. So um, you know, I think I'm gonna send her something. She's in Edmonton, uh, right across from Town Square. Yeah, because I thought about going to the pl- like when I was thinking about getting one in Edmonton, I was gonna go to your artist in Edmonton. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jessica Aether. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. But I'm gonna. I'm yeah, looking for a place up here, and that's a good idea. Actually, I might reach out to them right now and just be like, "Hey, I like your work. This is what I'm thinking about. Can you do something up? I'll pay the deposit, and when when we we're yeah. good to go, I'll come in and get the yeah. tattoo." Like when I so uh, Dave Mitchell and I uh, yeah. first brewer at uh, Analog, Analog Brewing. Uh, he's currently not working. Well, obviously, you know, no one's really working. Um, he and I were talking about maybe doing a trip and doing like the, the rounds because like there's some cool breweries, man, that I never got to see, especially mm-hmm. in Calgary. Like I never got to see establishments. Yeah, the Calgary. Uh, well, I mean, there might be a few less at the end of all this, but the Calgary scene is good, and the tap yeah, room so, scene is good too. When you get like Revival Brucade is a blast, and and there's so many I've cool never places. Been there, to yeah. Go. yeah, yeah, and uh, you know. I follow uh, Slatter and Chive on pretty much every social media, and I am dying to. Have yeah. you never eaten there? Oh no! Again, I mean, like I see it all the time, and you're like, I, I, I've eaten there lots, but okay, I've never eaten there. What? Oh yeah. Oh, well, you, dude, but also know, you don't drive. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, I I drive, so I'm there. I'm up and down a lot, and my two favorite things to do is stop in Slatter and Chive and have lunch, and then go visit Shane. Uh, at Blind Man. I've been yeah. in the building once with you when you gave me a lift back from here right. uh, a couple years a year ago or whatever, but that's that's it. Yeah, it's I, I, I gotta do my, my Alberta trip. There's so many places that just you know, go to Northern Chicken and go and see Darren at, I mean obviously not at Arcadia, yeah. but uh, at the new spot. Uh, I was lucky enough that Darren came out to a uh, concert here so he stayed with us. Oh nice. Awesome. Yeah. Good seeing him again. But, uh, yeah, not enough that you guys are coming out to Vancouver. I, uh, I mean, obviously not now, but. Oh, it'll it'll happen. I was talking to do, um, to Danny today, and I like I said to her, I was like, you know when social distancing is over, one of us is going to suffocate the other one, right? Like, <laughs> um, she's like, oh, for sure, for sure. And it's like, for I, sure. I guess she did a beer <laughs> delivery to Ainsley, and she's like, it was so hard to not hug her. I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. That's. <sighs> I know, right? Like that's just—it's that's, that's what's—it's so weird to because it just it doesn't feel like something that's important until you can't do it. Yeah, right. Really, like, and yeah. and for those who uh, have been listening to the show for the while, my my favorite hug in the world next to my wife, like wife is zero, number one is uh, is Tim McLeod uh, who used to brew at Alley Cat. Tim gives the best hugs because uh, yes. he's a fucking giant. Uh, and mm-hmm. then when Tim moved away and I was very sad, Drew filled the hug, hole, the Tim-sized hole in my heart for hugs very, very well. And then Drew moved away Thank and you. was fucked. <laughs> and now, now you're just wandering the streets like, hug? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> uh, my new game when I go outside is if somebody makes eye contact with me, I can wave at them. I can wave and say hello. <laughs> I'm allowed to like, if you, if you make direct eye contact with me, hello, like just... Just as a way to connect with somebody, right? To like. Meanwhile, I'm just going to sit over here in the corner as a giant hugger who uh, was not even on Matt's list. I didn't apparently. say you weren't on the list. I just said that Tim was at the top of it. 
Tim's at the top of mine too. Yeah, see, oh, Slings is number two. Slings is number two. I'm gonna try. <clears throat> and then it goes. Then it goes. Rob Monk. Oh, I've never had a Rob Monk hug. Oh, it's my favorite hug. Well, my third favorite hug. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you know, Kaz over at R&B. This guy is a good hugger, and he hugs a lot, uh, which is good because man. You never know. You go to a new spot, right? You don't know how yep. these interactions work. Totally. Like, are they cool with this? Well, but I, they are. So. I did love Colin from Bandit Peak when he did uh, Mark Kondrat's podcast and was like, what's the one thing about the industry you find weird? He's like, they're all huggers and I'm just not. <laughs> like, they're all huggers and I just, I hate it. I was like, well, you shouldn't oh, yeah. have fucking gone into an industry with drunks. We hug, okay? <laughs> so, dude, we hug a lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um... For sure. Fuck. I'm glad we uh, we got into this. Now I was like, oh man, I could really use a nap, but now I'm like awake. This is good. <laughs> now I have beer. What are you drinking? Uh, so I was rocking uh, some of this Sky Kraken from Seattle IPA. Cool label. Uh, yeah, fr- uh, Fremont Brewing in Seattle. Uh, pack it in, pack it out because beer matters and all i can think now is pack it up pack it in let me begin let me begin uh and now i've moved on to a little ttg ipa classic, classic. it's the last cold thing in the fridge i gotta go down mm-hmm. to the storage room and replenish so dandy never enters the awards right we no we haven't entered uh i think we entered the first year and we haven't entered since but asp has been weird lately right like it it, it yeah I know there's a lot of I don't know them specifically, but there's a lot of breweries that when Manjeet Minhas was put on the board, were like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Um, like, All right. I, I I just I just got a notification. I gotta go. Uh, but been lovely chatting with you guys. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know that, I don't think that uh, I've ever actually properly spoken with you, Drew. So nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, Ben. Uh, sorry to duck out mid conversation, no, no. but everything okay? Oh yeah, no, it's fine. I just got to deal with the more landlord shit. So. Okay. Mostly, mostly resolved, but I need to get something dealt with. So, all right. Anyways, Peace talk buddy. to you guys later. Bye. Have a long weekend. Yeah. yeah, you too. Bye. Um, but yeah, yeah no. Asba's uh, been like, there's been a lot of breweries. Who are like, if this is what you're gonna do, I don't know that I'm interested in this. And like, I got in a bit of a a Twitter dust up with Terry Rock over it a couple of months ago. Or, well, well, he's the president, isn't he? Or uh, not he... anymore. He was the executive, but he's not anymore. And okay. it, this was when he had left the position, but his, his argument was kind of like, well, you know, their business model is great. And I was like, I've seen their business model. I've seen those Minhas trucks loaded down to the springs on stale product. Like, uh, he, he specifically said, like, it's not the keep Minhas out club. But I'm like, uh, actually, when this organization was started, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It, it was the is- Minhas gets things they shouldn't get and we shouldn't do that. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, I, God, I mean, Minhas is not what embodies this industry. Like, not to not. me. And, and, and I know cheap beer makers, you know, and, and it's not about, hey, you make beer cheap. Yep. Hey, you're making cheap longer. No, not I think at all. There's a place for that. I think there's, there's a mm-hmm. big place for that. And I think that. Um, they can still be a part of the crew. I think that's great. I think that's like totally. more the merrier. But I think when you import beer from Cincinnati or wherever the fuck Wisconsin the is, uh, I think when you mm-hmm. label kegs that are supposed to be Minhas but are actually Rebellion in uh, yeah, that Saskatchewan, was kind of the ooh. 
you know, I think when you go on Dragon's Den and tell yourself as, you know, the expert on breweries, uh, I'm not... Yeah, and that was, like, um, so, and it, it, like, it's really the dandy guys who have, who have taught me this or kind of adjusted my thinking. Good beer is good beer. Like, period, full stop. Yeah. Good beer is good beer. Yeah, um, totally. And, you know, you were talking earlier about Alberta growing its, its Alberta craft growing its section of the pie. And like, I've, I've really come to the conclusion lately that like, there's going to come a point where we have to realize that 20 to, you know, optim or pessimistically 20, optimistically 40% of the market is where we're at for craft. And that's just, there's going to be some people that just are not on board with our fucking weird sours always. And that's fine. That is fine. Um, but the shame that is, brought on some breweries who make a low cost kind of cheap and cheerful beer. I, I like, I really think that needs to go away. Um, and yeah. like, I mean, I, I guess I don't technically work for them anymore, but I work for a brewery that's, that was working on a low cost dive, like not dive bar, but like local bar beer, just an American blonde that we could sell for cheap that would get us into places that we're just never going to spend the money on what the other stuff we were making. Right. Um, so I've really come around on the, like, you know what, if you can tap, if you can accept that this chunk of the market is always going to be this size and you can figure out a way to tap something else and give them a local option, power fucking to you. Yeah. I mean, look at lighthouse, uh, you know, they were, they they do lighthouse lager called company lager. Now it's an absolutely phenomenal lager, but I highly recommend it to try it. It's. Super cheap. It's 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 not necessarily discount anymore. Like it's, yeah, but you get a you get a fifteen pack for like twenty bucks or something. That's great. Uh, which is pretty good. Twenty two bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the guys I work for now, they they got into this industry by owning brands. They own Big Sur, uh, which you might have heard of. Oh, really? Yeah, they own Big. Yes, they own that brand and. Uh, I mean, lots of things has happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, but that's, I think Big Surf is still pretty popular. Yeah, but, you can uh, still get Big Surf out here. As far yeah, as I know. you know, and they, you know, that's that was kind of their um, entry into the whole beer world. Like, like, and then, yeah, I mean, they own Electric Bicycle, which yep. we do very expensive craft beer sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure that when I said my coffee, they were like, what the pricey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I have I have said cost per liter, and they're like, "What the fuck are you putting in this?" I'm like, "Don't ask." Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's good. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> How did you get in with them? Like, did they call you up? No, I. Um, why uh, did you why? leave us? <laughs> Leslie and I wanted to come back to the coast. Like, we, yeah. I, I love Edmonton. Like, I'm wearing an Oilers jersey right now. Like, Fucker. I. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I love I love that community, but we're we're West Coast people now, and that's yeah. just like where we feel happier. And, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, we like we don't drive anymore. Like we, our car has not been driven in, months and nice. we walk everywhere to SkyTrain. You know, and that's the lifestyle that we like. In yeah. Edmonton, we found that our lifestyle couldn't be that, yeah. and it was. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of why, like, I, you know what happened? I saw a post on on Instagram, and they were, like, looking for a brewer, and I'm like, oh, hey, and I emailed them, and just kind of, like, off the cuff, right? It was like, ah, they seem cool, and they were pretty, um, they actually emailed me back, and I didn't see their email uh, for, like, a week. I was like, 
oh shit, you emailed me back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on going anywhere, but uh, just like talking to them and, and understanding their business model, what they do. Um, like these, they're they're younger, like they're younger than I am. They're you know early thirties. Okay. Um, the two the two owners, um, who are just fabulous people, just like really nice. really good business people. You know, and I, I'm not a business guy. I make I have a I have a diploma in business, but I'm not a business guy. <laughs> From Mount Royal, actually. Oh, is that right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In marketing, just before before the internet was really a thing, even. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure YouTube now. just. I think it was like I graduated in like 2004. Um, but it's cool working for people that get like the business side. Like I have to do my cost behavior and I have to like think about my inventory. Yeah. You know, and I love that. And it's like I love knowing that, you know. If you sell a keg to XYZ, what you're making in profit there versus what you're making in the teasing room versus like all you know, that stuff to me gets you really thinking. And totally. I think that a lot of breweries maybe don't think about that. And they think about volume. And it's uh I think it's cool to work for people that have both passion and Totally. Well, you, like it's the, the same thing I say about drinking. It's not about volume. It's about rate of consumption, right? It's not about volume. It's about price per liter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And it's uh, obviously it can be a weird concept for, for you know, a, a passion project. Hey, I was a home brewer and I just got into this and now I have mm. a brewery. It's like, oh, okay. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Uh, we actually went into Uncle Leo's. Uh, brewery in Nova Scotia. Uh, it's called Uncle Leo, and I, I as soon as I walked out, I was like, "Jimmy, hello, hello!" <laughs> hello! No one got it. Uh, Fuck, really? I know, I know. Did Maybe I ever tell like six years? Quick, quick side note: Did I ever tell you about the time that I finally got to break out my favorite Simpsons joke in a brewery, and nobody got it? So what? like we were, it, Tim was still there, and he's like, "Do you want to try the new? I, th- it, I think it was a new dragon." Um, so we like go over to the tank. There's like four of us. He like pours out a little sample for all of us. We take it. And I do the little mm, needs more dog crickets. Ah! Crickets. And I was like, you all are shortening my life. Fuck. That is no way. I want to make two beers in my lifetime. I want to make uh red tick beer. Yeah. Needs more dog. Uh, and, and lady Duff. Nice. <laughs> Nice, but I don't think I don't think you can do Lady Duff anymore. I think that's uh, uh, there's a brewery in Florida that makes the Duff stuff. So at Universal oh, really? Studios, there's a Simpsons like section of Universal, uh, and you can get Duff Duff Dry and Duff Dark. And I do, yeah, I've had Duff, I've had the Stout, and it's pretty good. Nice, yeah. As I ate at the Frying Dutchman. <sighs> It was Did re- they kick you out? No. <laughs> Were they like, "Tis no man"? <laughs> Sorry, you were saying about uh, Uncle Jerry, uh, Uncle oh, Leo. Yeah, Uncle Leo. Yeah, fabulous brewery and awesome owners. They just like built this. It's like on their property. Property. They just built like a bar and put a brewery in it. And they're like, eh, it was just a hobby." And now it's like pretty big. And the beer is freaking fantastic. Nice. I was. Uh, actually, really shocked at how good the beer is in Nova Scotia. 
baseball team. Yeah, Andrew uh, and I were talking about it not that long ago. Well, maybe it was a while ago now. Who knows what time it is um, or what day or what year. But he was mentioning, because I know they're working on a guide on a guide for Nova Scotia. And he's like, the scene is booming yeah. out there. So uh, We're in the middle of nowhere. Like We're in New Glasgow. Picto County and uh, like backstage brewing, mm. amazing. Like producing high quality beers and like you're just kind of shocked. But I mean, you shouldn't be too shocked because like you go to like wherever Ripstone Creek is. Yeah, Edgerton. Edgerton, yeah. Like Dog Island is you know Dog Island. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we shouldn't be too shocked with these small places that good breweries. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and speaking know, of Tim of Tim McLeod, like he's working for a brewery out there and he's like the only employee kind of runs the joint. He starts his yeah. day with a swim in the ocean every day. I'm like, dude, you're kind of living my dream life right now. Like you live in a shack on the fucking, on the salt cliffs and you brew beer every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that it's sounds like, great. That's a cool, it's a cool place to live, but man, you could not get back like the cheap at all. Like you'd be back once a year. Is that if right? That. It's, uh, dude, it's expensive and long flight. Oof. Especially from Vancouver too, right? Like, yeah, like crossing the whole, well, I remember even when we went to Newfoundland, it was a long ass haul even then mm. to come from, from like, here and go out there. The funny thing was though, Nova Scotia looked a lot like Manitoba. It was like paper birch everywhere. Yeah. Which I don't think I was prepared. And like rolling hills, like, cause Manitoba was not as flat. Um, it's like rolling hills kind of, and it was, uh, just not spring yet. So there was still snow and everything was right. like desolate looking and like, holy shit, I am back to my childhood. This is just like home. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, it's probably connected to my theory about why Letterkenny is so universal in this country. Cause every, like every rural spot is kind of the same. Uh, totally if you is. grew up in small town Canada, you can identify with something that happens on that show. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, Morden being small, I mean, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it's not that small. They have a Walmart now, apparently. Which I, I don't shop at Walmart personally. Uh, yeah, it's not the choice I, I make. I vote with my wallet. Yep. Uh, the only thing I haven't stopped doing is using Amazon, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, and I, like, even then, only when I kind of have to. I'm actually really annoyed with them right now because I have a, I have a Kindle. And I I, ah. I read more. Nice. Yeah, I got the exact same one. Um, however, not compatible with the Calgary Public Library system. So I oh. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little snowed about that. Um, so I'm thinking about selling it and getting a Kobo, which is like, it's yeah. chapters version, but I can use the public library's app on it. At Amazon, I can't. I don't know if the... I mean, I don't like the interface on Kindle anyway, though. No, it's not great. It's it doesn't. Slow as fuck. It doesn't need to do much, but it's not great. Yeah, but I'm also. Saying, but I do, and I use. I have an old iPad that I use for just comic books. Okay, I see. And uh, like comic books, I I like on the iPad, but reading a novel, I would ra I like the e-ink. It's just easier on my eyes. So, um, off the record, did you just download your comics? Like torrent them? Uh, no, I buy from uh, a guy in Edmonton. So I, I'm one of the losers who still buys like real. Oh, comics. you still buy? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just download mine now. I do for do free. some digital. 
Um, and I, I used to have a like Comixology Unlimited service, so you, I could just like it was like ten bucks a month, and I read whatever I wanted, right? Oh, that's not bad. Um, I um I, I will support my local game store though. Like I'll buy Magic cards and D&D books and things like that. But comics, man, like those are pricey for what you get. Now. Yeah, and for twenty pages, twenty five pages, five of like most of which are ads. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. A lot of... I don't begrudge anyone uh, getting comics, however they can. And I like I've almost pivoted completely to a like graphic novel. Like I'll just wait for the trade. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like those. Like I'll I'll buy those. Yeah. Even if I go to like a second hand, there's a good second hand store on White App that always has a good selection of uh, uh, comics. White like, Knight. The, the... No, it's like it's actually just a, um, like a bookstore. Like it's all books, but uh, like maybe it was, but I don't remember. But yeah, you could get like really cheap um, used. Oh, like the uh, Wee Book Inn. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's totally it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's what I, we would do. That's yeah, yeah. I've bought a lot of books there, um, but my yeah. buddy Brandon runs Variant Edition in Edmonton, so that's where I buy most of my comics-related material from. Nice. I would I would go to uh, Wizards Two or whatever. Oh yeah. No, uh, time. What is it called? Well, the wizards is on. There's a wizards on. There's like three, right? One hundred ninth warp one, warp two, and warp three. Warped. Warp two, warp two. Yeah. Yeah. Warp two. So warp one was over by my old place. Wizards was north of them on one hundred ninth Street. And right. Uh, variants moved. So variant used to be downtown, and now they've moved to Stony Plain Road. Oh, okay. So, speaking of beers, though, yes, what's new and good? What's new and good out there? Because I had a measure of patience from Blind Dudes. Oh, you tried it? it? Fucking phenomenal. Is good. Oh, dude, fucking, fucking phenomenal. So I, good. I I haven't tried it, dude. We've so, been trying to keep these to twenty to forty minutes, and you and I did an hour. You and I and Paul did an hour and twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. This, I, dude, I miss you. I, uh, this was great. Thanks you, for jumping on with us and catching up a little bit. This you, totally fulfilled my uh, my up because I've been missing the community out there. So you definitely fulfilled my my need to like connect back to the Alberta people. Awesome. I'm so glad. I I have missed you a great deal, my friend. It's good to see your face again. Me too. Um, Me too. Where can people find you on the internet? You're a Twitter user. Uh, yeah, I'm at Drew Sinden, D-R-E-W-S-I-N-D-E-N. And you, uh, that's uh, pretty much my handle for everything. So. And you're at Electric Bicycle now, so if people want to try some, some Sinden brewed beers. Come on down. Yeah, and if, so whoever makes the trip out first, make sure we t- touch base, because yes, we will oh, yeah. we will have beers in person when we can. 100%. Awesome. Uh, you can get at the show at Drink This Pod uh, on any social media platform, drinkthispod at gmail.com or at our website, drinkthispod.com. Uh, and if you want to jump in with us, check in, uh, touch base with what's going on on the ground near you with the new normal, reach out to us. Um, I You can find me at Slingsbot on any social media platform as well. As well. Paul had to had to bail out, but he is at Igor Zerubo. Uh, and uh, Drew, thank you again so much for doing this, man. This was this was a blast. Anytime. I wasn't doing anything else. It, right? <laughs> that's my new that's my new fucking somebody's like, oh well I should try this. Like, what the fuck else are you doing? Um, yeah, even I mean, today when dad's was... like, How did you even get here? Because I had to like go around the police tape. 
He's like, well, that's a little bit out of your way. I'm like, what the fuck else am I doing? Like, literally, what else am I doing? It was this or Tiger King. That was the two things. That, oh, man, you know, what, you know what I don't give a shit about? I haven't seen it. I haven't listened to any podcasts. Don't care about Tiger King. I haven't either. I feel so bad that everyone's talking about it. Like, I have yeah. no idea what this is about. Yeah. I, Carol Baskin, I don't know what the fuck that is, but <laughs> she killed her. apparently she killed her husband. Apparently. That's all I know. Fed him to tigers. Uh, until next time, I have been Matt. I've been Drew. And we will drink with you again soon. Uh, this has been a production of Screaming Daxon Studios. Big ol' dicks. <laughs>